Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, happy Halloween, all my raw feeding pet parents. How are you today? It's Dee Dee Mercer Moffitt with the Raw Dog Food Truth. Starting off your Halloween, your spooky day with uh, Dr. Andy. Good morning, Dr. Andy. Good morning. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I'm going to send out the pictures of your Halloween party with uh, you are? me and you on it. I thought we, I thought we looked cool. I think we, I think we, we, we rocked it. Come we on. rocked it. You yeah. rocked it. Yeah. The, your, um, Dr. Andy's home was totally, I mean, every nook and cranny was filled with something spooky. It was really amazing. How long did it take you guys to get all that down? Well, I, I wouldn't call it you guys. It is my husband. Um, it took him about four solid days to get it up and we got it down in about a day and a half. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing because yeah. Andy is getting ready to go out of town. So I had to get spooky down. All yeah, right. It's all gone. It's all gone. Although today is Halloween, but your party was earlier last week. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the party you had on Tuesday night on your live. What were some of the questions? Yes. I saw one of the questions was um, why your dog likes um, rabbit poop. Is it rabbit poop? <laughs> <laughs> rabbit pellets? Right, right, right. What, what's you, so what's so interesting about rabbit pellets that dogs like? I don't know. They love poop. Come yeah. on, all kinds. I don't I know. know. Some do have a fascination with rabbit poop, and mine don't actually. They much prefer the elk poop, you know, in the neighborhood. But they're they're designed to eat poop. It grosses out the people, but it helps um, repopulate that gut with some different bacteria. And there may be something in there that they actually require. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder why people get so freaked out when they just eat raw food. Right? Uh, you know, it's like, okay, my dog eats poop and vomit feces and all this kind of stuff. <clears throat> and um, that doesn't, that doesn't seem to, I mean, it does bother them, but I often wonder why they think that their dog is going to get ill from eating a raw food diet. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I don't know what that disconnect is. And you're right. I mean, nobody likes to see their animal eat poop or re-eat their vomit, right? Um, but it's not doesn't have this frightening core to it that it does when people are even thinking about changing the raw or how could they feed raw, right? right. Like they're almost, they're like scared about it, and I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, it doesn't bother me. I mean, not much bothers me. Probably not much bothers you after yeah. all these years, right? Right. Doesn't 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 have an effect. And and like we talked about, we have experience, right? And that's where the confidence comes from. And so you have to start doing it, and you have to get that experience under your belt, and then you'll see, oh, okay, this or oh, okay, that. And nothing much bothers you after a while. You know what? Uh, Judy and I were talking about this, Dr. Judy, on a podcast last week, where coming up with a good 
um, group of questions that pet parents can ask their vet or ask themselves, okay, if you think that your dog is sick from some type of raw food. And the questions are this, okay, what is it that confirms that? Because you know what happens, uh, Dr. Andy, is this, that dogs are eating every day, right? Mm -hmm. They're eating in the morning and eating at night, or maybe they're just eating once a day. But if they're getting ill from something and then they eat, it's just a natural thing to correlate it with the food. But it it's not necessarily food. And so we were talking, we said, all right, what does the fecal say? What does the urinalysis say? What does the blood work say? And typically you can sort of pinpoint it from there, right? Mm -hmm. So if liver enzymes have gone up, we typically know that that dog has gotten into some type of toxin. And in my experience, the majority of people um, are putting in flea and tick or heartworm, right? those type of toxins. Um, it could be something else. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is that was very important is to understand that it's either parasites or bacteria, right? You're either going down one column or the other. Is it parasites? Well, a dog is not a host for a parasite coming from a cow or a chicken, mm -hmm. or it's very specific. So we can pretty much, if you're feeding beef and you're you know, you've got a dog, then it's not a parasite because those mm -hmm. parasites, you know, are not host in a dog's body. Therefore, they're going to go right out. Mm -hmm. So is it bacteria? Well, what's the most common bacteria? E. coli, uh, Listeria, Campylobacter, all of those. So then you have to say, all right, what did you find in a fecal that might suggest that. And is that actually a pathogenic strain? Because there are so many strains to all of those, and many of them are not pathogenic or not disease causing. Correct. So there's a way to help pet parents get to what the root of the problem is. But the problem that I see is that if you blame it on the food or the vet blames it on the food, you are not going to know what is going on. Right? Right. Um, and to maybe put it just a little bit different is, and you're absolutely correct about all that, right? But it, what if it's not the food, it's how the body is functioning. Right, right, how right. The body is handling what, the, what food you're giving them. And that then goes back to your toxins. That does go back to how long were they on other food before you switched to raw. That then goes back to what are your cleaning products? Goes back to um, the vaccinations this spring, I had a couple dogs have seizures a day or two or three after they were on the ball fields, watching their kids play ball. Those fields were sprayed with toxic chemicals. They walked all over that and it went into their system. So yes, you know, you're feeding, but how is the body processing that food? That right. is what you need to look at more so than just like you said, let's just blame the food, but you don't get down to the core. What's the root problem? Right. And, and I probably, one thing I probably need to do is dive a little deeper into uh, food poisonings in people, mm -hmm. right? Because that's really what we do. We, we put everything about humans onto pets. Yes, you know, we do. Yeah. We're like, we don't eat raw meat, except we do. I mean, um, I, I love a raw steak, you know, pretty, we, pretty, pretty rare. 
we could eat more raw than we do. I mean, I, we just tend to think it's not what we should be doing, but once we even cook our food, it decreases the nutrition value. I know. I always think about that. I always think how much nutrition are we actually getting out of our own food? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we do cook it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's, that's some things that we definitely um, need to help our pet parents with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I'm going to work on that a little bit. So what else did you guys talk about on your Tuesday night live over at uh, YouTube and Dr. Andy's world. We actually talked about variety, 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 and all of your different blends on raw dog food. And I had J and J trucking. I'm sure you actually know them. I don't know their name. Um, but she was talking about her beagles and how they couldn't handle the rabbit and duck blend. And, and what she did, which I thought was brilliant because so many people are, it's all or nothing. She's like, well, they can handle it. If I just put in some other, another meat in it and just kind of, um, what's the word, you know, putting in chicken or putting in beef or whatever, and then they can handle it. Diluting it, diluting it, diluting it. My goodness. (laughs) Monday morning. Um, and I'm like, that's brilliant. Cause they have so many pet parents that are like, Oh, they won't eat this but they love this one. Well, like stick it in with the other one, like use it up, you know, they're handing it or it's just sitting in the freezer or, you know, heaven forbid they throw it out. And I'm just like, Oh my God. But anyway, Neely uh, would be like, bring me all your tossed out food. Absolutely. (laughs) Like bring it to me. But I thought that was brilliant, but we did talk about, yeah, there's just going to be some stuff that some animals, some bodies can't handle. Um, Torchy can't handle that blend at all. Found that out. And, you know, and we are having a fat digestion issue. The other four are fine, but that, and we also talked about, you have, you're going to have to try things and play with things and alter things. And what doesn't work one time may work in the future. And it, it, it's more of a play than black and white. And so we had a nice conversation about that. Yeah. I will say that the duck and rabbit there's a couple of things, two cold proteins, one, mm-hmm. it has fur in it, number two, okay, mm-hmm. and three, it has high bone, high fat. So a dog that has a really, really strong gut and has been eating raw a long time probably will do fine on that. And there's a lot of dogs that do. So, yeah. but, but um, there are other dogs that don't. And again, that's a great tip mix it in at a lesser percentage than the others, right? And Neely would say this too, that in the winter time, mm-hmm. that maybe uh, cold proteins all the time is not going to be good for your dog. Um, maybe, maybe not, right? There are some people that still feed the smoking hot lamb and venison in the middle of the summer. So you just have to see what your dog likes. But I, uh, I, I definitely... You know, I do a lot of mixing, Dr. Andy. Whenever mm-hmm. I'm like thawing out right now, I probably have four different proteins. I think I have a turkey, a duck, a pork, and a Wolfram Plus. Mm-hmm. All those. Yep. I have green tripe, Wolfram Plus, a venison. Oh, and some hunted meat, some outad that my husband shot. So nice. And that one doesn't have any bone in it. And so we add the better bones. So I add the better bones to that. And so we're doing that with torch because it's super lean currently and let no bones. 
And so we're helping his digestion out just for right now. Nice. Yeah. yeah, There's a, there's a mixture all over the place. Yeah. You can do so many different things. It's very frightening for people when they start, but Mm-hmm. just get started and you'll figure it out. Right. Yep. You yeah. And, and, and you don't have to start with all of that, that we just listed off that we do just start with the wolf run plus it's got everything in it. Just start. And don't throw your food away. Just put it in the uh, freezer for another day. Yeah. Put it back <laughs> in the freezer. <laughs> all right. So since it's Halloween, we're going to talk about black cats, man, black we cats. Are. Cause you have two black cats. I do have two black cats. And, you know, oh. I always, always worry, Dr. Andy, uh, at this time of the year, there's some crazy people out there um, that they might want to do something to a black cat. Um, I, I've known over the years, shelters that refuse to adopt out black cats, right? Or like the month of October. Just why is, why is that? I think it's just in case you do get one of those people that wanted to injure a black cat. Or do a sacrifice. Well, yes, I was going to. That's terrible. <laughs> I'll leave it to Didi to lay it out there. Yes. Yeah. Do sacrifice. Yes. That'd be. So I don't know if that's still in place these days, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is. That is, that is nuts. Where do these kind of black cat um, superstitions come from? Do they, are they something <laughs> that we made up a long time ago? <laughs> what oh, is yeah. it? Back in the middle ages, it really started to bloom. Um along with witches, which correlates with the invention of, you know, big church, big religion, trying to snuff out the paganism, you know, so it's all just lies and points of view that were propaganda across the land. And black cats in particular got the brunt of that for many, many, many years. But weren't cats weren't cats in general uh, revered back in the day? Weren't they something special? Yeah. Especially um, with the Egyptians. They, they really, um, God, what was it? They, um, one of the goddesses, if if you were found guilty of killing a cat, you're, you're, it was a death sentence for the person. And there, you know, there's 3000 mummies. They were found of cats in a burial area in Egypt. So back, back in the day, the cats were the cats meow and they've actually been around longer than dogs. They've been around 10 million years. Dogs only eight. Yeah. The Egyptian goddess Bastet. Yes. I don't know if you say that name, right? Bastet. She had, she had the head of a cat. Mm -hmm. I think we've all seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you killed a cat, uh, you got the death sentence. Can you imagine? Uh, I mean, I, I think that's cool. But I mean, if you <laughs> kill the cat, uh, you'd be dead, too. Um, you know what I thought was interesting about the article that you put out on cats was this part about that they were actually valued for their protection and they protected against all the rodents. Right. Mm-hmm. So they used to have these really important scribes or papers um, or manuscripts back in the day. And of course, rodents eat those. Yep. So these cats were revered for protecting. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I think they, they were mostly revered because they did. It seems like, you know, where the rodents were, the cats followed and the people were happy to have them there. 
yeah, my brother, he's a, you know, he's been a duck um, hunter for a long time, but um, I remember when we were kids, he would, you know, be hunting and these hides would come home. But I said to him uh, when, one day, uh, we were talking about coyotes around here. And uh, I said, but I don't, I don't see any rabbits or anything like that. And he said, well, here's the thing. You probably don't have coyotes then because mm-hmm. the, the hunters only go where the prey is. Right? <laughs> right. So he's like, there's probably not a whole lot of in your area. If you're not seeing rabbits, you're probably not going to have those, those hunters come yeah. around. Okay. So, um, you know, we talk about this, Dr. Andy, about cats having nine lives. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering why we say that. So I was looking up some information and it's kind of interesting why we say that cats have nine lives. And here were some reasons that they, they say that cats um, always seem to survive. And they said, one is because cats always land on their feet. Yeah. I wonder why that is. So I moved to Colorado from South side of Chicago when I was 16. And that was my mom, dad, me, my three brothers, and my cat, Tinker. And we stayed at the Embassy Suites off of Arapahoe Road before there was anything on the south side of Denver, <laughs> you know. And Tinker was supposed to stay in one side of the suite and not go in the other because the window was open and there was no screen. Well, somehow with all of the commotion, that's exactly what happened. He got into the other room um, and we could... We didn't know that, but we that hotel tore that hotel apart. They were looking in air, heating vents and ducts and trying to find this cat. And I lost my cats my first day in a new place. I'm upset. We have to leave. My parents have to go close on the house. We have to move. Like, can't find my cat. We actually leave without him. Cannot find him. So my parents go close on the house and one last trip back to the hotel and they look for Tinker and they kind of figured out where our room was and they looked nine stories below that <gasps> he had gone out the window he was still in the bush that he landed in i don't know you know eight hours prior he did not move because he was so freaked out i'm assuming but he went out the window nine stories and he now, survived he survived he was quote unquote fine what he really needed was a damn chiropractor let me tell you but i didn't know my parents didn't know um, he did have severe arthritis later in life, but he landed on his, feet. he did poor guy. Um, and he did land on his feet. Right. And the other thing I learned about that is when they are turning in air to orientate themselves, they, um, express their bowel and bladder too. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if he did that, but I did learn that about kitties when they're falling and doing that. And I, I don't I don't know why they do that. I guess maybe to because it scares the shite out of them. That's well, why. <laughs> well, there's that, and then I bet it probably limits internal damage if you don't have stuff in you. Do you adjust cats? Um, I adjust my cats. Yeah, but do but they let you do it? Is- State of Colorado um, says I am allowed to adjust canines and equinoidal equinoid species. So, you know, livestock, your cows, your horses, your goats, your, you know, those things. Um, they do not um, specify that I can see cats. Why? Nobody knows. It, it, it always seems to befumble us chiropractors. 
because cats, yes, they're, they're, they're smooshier, they're bendier, but they're built exactly like a dog. There's, there's no difference there. Um, and I, my point of view is if you want to take on a cat, that's, that's your problem, right? You can take on a cat. I mean, you got to watch out for teeth and claws and, and all of that. Mine get mad at me when I adjust them. But yeah, we don't know. So you need to find in the state of Colorado, and I don't know what different states across the U.S., what their laws are. You'll, you'll have to find a veterinarian that's also certified, certified in chiropractic to get your cat adjusted. Wow. That's so weird. I mean, some mm-hmm. of the laws, some of the things that we have to put up with, you kind of wonder who came up with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, as, chiro, as a group of chiropractors that are certified as animal chiropractors, we do not know. Maybe it was just that back then they didn't know how to adjust a cat. So they said, we're just not going to do it. We're not going to certify anybody in that. I mean, sometimes it's just that stupid. Very well. Well, and honestly, a lot of counties still see them as they're not considered pets. They don't come out and help you find your cat. They're considered, you know, wild critters and you're on your own to find your cat, you know, because they always walk that line, right? They're, They're not always so domesticated. Um, and so, yeah, they, they kind of fall in a different category. Well, that's why they say they have nine lives mm-hmm. because, you know, even as small as they are, they say, look, cats can take out animals that are much larger than themselves. Mm-hmm. They can. I, I always love those videos where you've got a dog and a cat is just like sucking them with their mm-hmm. paws. It's like, bam, 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 bam. It's hilarious, you yeah. know, or a cat just smacks a dog right on the face And then that dog moves away and the dog's way better than a cat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I always find the dogs that are cautiously wary of, even when they see my cats in the house, I'm like, that's a smart dog. I don't want to take that on. I don't want to take that on. Well, here's why. I mean, the cats, they belong to the family of lions, tigers, and cheetahs. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is why I always say you either have, a mountain lion, or I could say a lion, a mountain lion or a wolf. You have one of the two in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you have both and both of these animals eat raw meat, mm-hmm. right? Cats even more. So I had someone yesterday, one of my uh, long-term customers who they're, they're trying to switch a cat, her sister's cat over to raw. And this cat keeps throwing up. Now, I don't know what's going on at the house. I don't know, you know. And she said, could it be that this cat just can't eat raw? And I said, no. It's not that the cat can't eat raw. They're more meat eaters than dogs. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what's going on. I don't know if the food's cold. I don't know if there's still kibble involved. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, but we do know that cats very much need to be fed a raw diet. Yes. Yeah. I getting your dogs on a raw diet is one thing. A raw fed cat is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Cause I had cats, well, they're now eight and it was like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, growing up, like little Tinker was fed nine lives and kitten caboodle with the bread <laughs> pieces of kibble. I mean, like we had no idea. Um, he lived to a, well, a whole 13. He did not live very long. Um, cause he did leave, lose a life falling out of the nine stories. But, um, you know, I just didn't, he, he, he 
constantly shed and he constantly threw up. And then I would use that, that kitty, that the, the Vaseline on the foot to get rid of the hairballs. And oh my God, you know, I'm now was feeding him a petrochemical, like, oh my God, these cats, they came in, they've lived out on a farm out in Frank town. I didn't actually know what color they were when I got them. I knew I was getting a boy and a girl and that was it. I had no idea they were black cats. They came in and they went raw. And that was the end of that. They hardly shed. I clean up cat puke three times a year. And it's actually true hairball, usually like not even food. I've never seen them puke up food. Um, they don't do the squirrely run around the house thing that my other ones seem to, because I think they would spike their sugar all the time with the kibble. Um, their poop hardly smells like it is amazing. Raw fed cats. Amazing. So this Tuesday, this Tuesday, um, you still have your live. Yep. Tuesday night raw question and answer about feeding raw food, but we have a special guest host. Yep. And Neely Piazza is going to cover for me because I'm going on a trip. So I'm super excited to hand, I'm handing everything over to her. I don't have cell service. Um, I hope you guys enjoy her. You want some straight talk about feed and raw come and, um, ask your questions to Neely. So that is 6 PM Tuesday night, which is the first, she's also going to cover on the eighth and that is on YouTube, on my channel, which is Dr. Andy's world, 6 PM mountain standard time, Tuesday. Awesome. So everybody get over there. And if you want to do a pet consult, you can do that as well. Or you can sign up with Dr. Andy, get your cat and your dog all healthy. Get over to rawdogfoodandco.com. Get your cat and your dog on a species appropriate diet because here at Raw Dog Food and Company, your pet's health is our business and friends don't let friends feed kibble. Kibble. <laughs> kibble. <laughs> ah, happy Halloween, everybody. We'll see you happy soon. Happy Halloween. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.